true. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode where we will be talking about the Demonic Beings film pick of the week, Fried Barry. It's a Ryan Kruger thing, and we're going to find out what that thing is later on in the show. But let me get to the introductions first and foremost. As always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Teeth. Woo! 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 What is, is up, boy? everybody? What is going on tonight? <laughs> All right, so glad to have you back as following our, our previous episode, which we did have a lot of fun, Suspiria, but we're joined by the boys. The boys are back. First and foremost, let me welcome back the long since returning, the Mad Monkey, the Prince of Moore's Day. Yeah, get funky with it. Welcome back, baby. That's right, King the Mad Monkey is back where he belongs, baby. Oh, yes, Screaming Kill Keeper Podcasters are back in full force and ready to form with the Voltron of horror shows. The one, the only, the actual talking terror. So for the next two hours, strap in because we'll be coming in your ears, giving you the latest in horror news, trailer updates, and nerd news. So make sure you listen on Spotify, listen on iTunes, listen on Blog Talk, and a bunch of other fucking places. We don't even know them all. <laughs> Just make sure you fucking listen. What's up, motherfucker? Woo! 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 <laughs> Miss that cocaine energy. We needed that to kick off August. Oh, yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, missed him last week, but he's back this week. The very astute, the very educated, the very opinionated. Come on, again, everybody. Yes, I had to return this week because uh, it's my pick. So how could I not be here for my own pick? Although I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. this might have happened before. And I must ask, you, yeah. uh, have you spent some time in the South lately, Mr. Monkey? Because I feel like your long introduction uh, had had an element of a Southern accent. Did anybody else pick up on that? <laughs> it's just no. how it flows. And it's, sometimes it's like this. Sometimes it's like that. It doesn't really matter. It's just the flow of the show and how it just comes out, baby. <laughs> All right. Sometimes he sounds like a Brit, dude. You know what I mean? Like he's got all kinds of shit flowing in him, man. You never know. He keeps it fresh. He's a reasonable man. He keeps the relationship alive. All right then. All right. So before we get into the show, I, if I can, fellas, just dig into something real quick here, just because uh, I've been off the uh, air for a month here. And it's just, I know you guys covered it last week, and I would just, if it's cool with you, Ghoul and King, just weigh in on Masters of the Universe Revelation real quick, and just throw in my couple cents here. You guys cool with that? I'm okay. Yep. All right. Go for it, Just man. because I know, you, <laughs> I know you guys talked about it, and I just want to say here that um, I'm... I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't think that you should share, you should talk right now. I, I, I'm going to veto that. 
Okay, oh, understood. Two to one. Move, no, no, it's a joke. Moving on. Go ahead. No, no, it's a joke. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I just want to sit there and say that I 100% agree with you guys and the whole thing about, like, I don't understand all the hate that's going on here because I thought Kevin Smith did a great job bringing the show together. He did a really good job of remembering the heart of what the show and the action figure line was supposed to be. He brought it in there with good, solid animation, a really solid voice cast. Um, like, an- animation mm-hmm. was just solid as fuck. Uh, episode one, huge ass you know, throwback for us fans that grew up with the toys, you know, and he was just putting every fucking toy he could out there. And, like, the final episode was just like, what? You know, <laughs> um, the shit mm-hmm. that happened, you know, and again, it's just all these people and all the hate that Smith is unfortunately getting for the show, I'm just kind of going to tell them all, shut the fuck up, because go back and watch the original show. Original show, while, yes, you know, it's retro, yes, it's you know, we remember it well. Go back and actually watch it. It fucking sucked, okay? <laughs> it was there. We watched it, you know. Meanwhile, it's like when I wasn't having access to that, that's why I was watching other shows like Star Blazers and Robotech because He-Man actually fucking sucked. It had a great action figure line that was really fun. Um, the, the cartoon was there just to give us our daily lessons because, again, you know, that's where we all got our parenting in the 80s was from <laughs> cartoons, not from our actual fucking parents. Um, and, yeah, mm. it's just all the hate that's out there. I, I think they all just need to lay the fuck out, go back and watch the original cartoon and revisit it and so you can go rediscover how bad the original series really is. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep, good opinion, good thoughts. Yeah, we, we did a good 25 minutes on it, so I think the goal and I are kind of spent on He-Man. <laughs> well, there's anything to add. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 only thing that I, uh, I think that we could, you know, that we did say last week was just, uh, the voice cast we felt was a little bit uneven. Um, you mm-hmm. know, specifically, Teela was a little, uh, was not what, at least I, I remember not envisioning her to sound like. Um, but, you know, whatever, that's Sarah Michelle Galar. And, uh, yeah, okay. We're good. I'm good. You're good. We're all good. We're good. We did an email for We're like an hour Yay! I'm sure nobody we had to Many faces there. <laughs> no, we did not yeah. see many faces. No, well, we, we might have seen them for like a second. Sure. We did, no, no, I actually don't think we did. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Well, you'll, you'll, ju- you'll just have to watch it and find out for yourself, just like the ghoul still needs to f- watch season two of The Boys. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just finished the whole. Really. I just finished the whole second season of The Outer Banks, and I still haven't finished the second <laughs> season of The Boys. Priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that shit in like two days, man. Two, two, three days tops. I think it was. It released on Friday. Like we've been so excited waiting yep. for this. Like we, a uh, you know, quick shout out to, to to Roscoe, New York, which is where we were this past weekend uh, in upstate, visiting some family and having a damn good time up there. Um, but yeah, we were like chomping at the bit. The one night we got back, we're like, yeah, we'll put this shit on. We're so watching out of banks. And then the Wi-Fi sucked, and it wasn't cooperating in any way, shape, or form. So, so we had no way to actually watch it. So, uh, so yeah, we got home on uh, on Sunday, watched the final episode of the first season on Sunday night, uh, and then uh, and yeah, so we started on Monday and just finished it today. <laughs> there we go. It'll get there eventually. It's not a race. Just a casual walk. You know, to finish uh, the boys. Nah. Get there. 
Yeah, well, the only problem with me doing that is, is I always forget where the fuck I'm at. You know what I mean? So then I end up backtracking, <laughs> seeing shit that I already see, and that's what happens: is I backtrack to the point that I start seeing shit that I already saw, and then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, and then I stop watching it again because I watch like two, three episodes that I've already watched. But like, doesn't <laughs> you know the boys is on on Amazon and like, you can see like in the episodes like which ones you've watched already and. Even if you're like halfway through an episode, you usually should be able to resume uh, where you left off. Have you not taken advantage yes. of these features? Uh, of course, but when you have like 18 <laughs> different streaming services like I currently do, I have that shit like all over the place from various series that I might begin, watch a couple episodes, <laughs> need to come back, forget to come back. Like we finally wa- started watching uh, Doom Squad or whatever the hell that shit was on uh, on HBO Max. Uh, oh yeah, you know um, yep. Doom Patrol. You know, and we got like Doom I think Patrol, we, I yeah. think we finished the pilot episode, which we we loved it. We were like, all right, man, we're gonna start watching this series and good to go. And you know what? We haven't watched a fucking episode since. But like I said, since Monday we've watched three <laughs> fu- right. uh, a full season of fucking Outer Banks. <laughs> I know. Hot twenty-somethings <laughs> acting like teenagers, running around looking for fucking gold in fucking bathing suits, man. You just you can't go fucking wrong. It's like the Goonies meets fucking uh, Love Island. It's uh, it's it's pretty tight. I don't want to watch that at all. <clears throat> oh, is that what me, the show's about? Watch that shit. You will. It's it's yeah. actually really fucking entertaining. It really, really is. That's what that show's about. And listen, I'm the same way with Riverdale, man. Watching some sexy twenty-year-olds acting <laughs> like teenagers and pumping all over the place, man. I'm in there. Comes back next week. Cherry. Second half of season five. Cherry blossoms our girl. You know, we'd love to do uh, all kinds yeah, of naughty, naughty things to her. Oh Gotta God, go just lift her. Damn. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm a lodge guy. Sorry. Yeah, she's got legs for days, and she's got all that cash. Fucking <laughs> a couple of those fat stacks. Oh, we we we. Enjoy Veronica very much as well. But, you know, it's just something about that, that naughty cher- that naughty, naughty cherry, Cheryl. You know, just, just can't. Yeah, you know. That ginger. And you know she'll experiment. Bring some maple syrup into the bedroom, maybe. Who knows? You know? <laughs> She's a freaky, freaky chick. Yeah. I'd go with does the carpet match the, the drapes, but you know what? These days, I'm sure she's got no carpet. So. Yeah, that's a whack yep. floor. You're not getting any hair down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's that, like a, that is that's whack. That's a Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, how much tracing hair down there. Oh, she, she's, she's got money, too, so you know she doesn't shave. She 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 waxes. <laughs> yeah, just strips it off. I mean, there's just not a sense of anything down there. Just smooth as a baby's asshole. Like, you know, that's what you want. You don't want any hair down there. It makes you want to stay down there longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so, Dean, now that you're back, what do you have for horror news tonight? What do you have to share with us? Oh, there are just so many things to share with you. I, I don't even know where to begin, but let's just oh my goodness. Like jump right in. Bear. Let's just <laughs> jump right in to all of the things that are happening. Uh, now, uh, well, we, we had some back and forth chatter on our group about the uh, newly announced upcoming Exorcist Trilogy. It's been said now, uh, and this is a combination uh, effort from uh, Morgan Creek, Universal, uh, NBC Peacock, and Blumhouse, 
uh, with a lot of uh, franchise <laughs> a lot of reigniter cops. David Gordon Green, uh, who will be directing all three of the films in the Exorcist trilogy, uh, with the first film due to arrive uh, in quite some time, but it's been given the release date of October 13th, 2023. Uh, we have talked about how uh, Ellen Burstyn uh, will be returning uh, to play her role of Chris McNeil that she played in uh, the original film uh, and the same as with the Halloween 2018 trilogy from Gordon Green & Co. Uh, this is going to be a direct sequel uh, to the first film. It's going to be starring Leslie Owen Jr., uh, who is the father of a possessed child uh, who seeks the help of Chris McNeil uh, knowing uh, her experience in such matters. Um, Linda Blair, uh, who was uh, reached out to for comment, not by me, uh, has said that she has not been approached <laughs> with any offers to participate, but she did say she was contacted in advance of the announcement by the producers uh, who wanted to let her know in advance. I am going to make a prediction right now, just as I did on our group chat, uh, that there is no way uh, that this is going to happen without any involvement from Linda Blair. And I wouldn't be even surprised if her statement about this uh, was just to kind of uh, keep that part of it under wraps. But the same as the Halloween trilogy with Jamie Lee Curtis and now uh, other actors uh, that will be returning in Halloween Kills and Ends who participated in the original film, I just don't see how there will not be some level of involvement uh, from from Linda Blair. So uh, they better get cracking because uh, while we talked about Richard Donner passing away on my last episode, he being 91 and had been saying up until uh, the spring of this year that he was going to direct Lethal Weapon 5 as his final film. Uh, Ellen Burstyn's 88 years old. Uh, she's old. She's an old lady. Uh, so... Um, I feel like when you're up in the range of these numbers that it's, you know, like time is not on your side, all things being fair. And uh, I hope that this is all able to, to work out as planned. Uh, my feelings on whether or not we need a new Exorcist direct sequel trilogy, I'm uncertain how I feel about it as a whole. Uh, but I, I like the involvement of Ellen Burstyn, and I, and I hope that that does, you know, all can go as planned without any, without any help. Uh, issues arising uh, given her advantage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, just imagine though you're Linda Blair, you get that phone call. Hey, Linda. Hey, it's Universal. Hey, what's up? Hey, we're making an Exorcist series that's going to be like a new trilogy. Okay, great. Yeah, see, here's the thing. We don't need you, but we want to let you know what's <laughs> happening. All right, take care, guys. All right. All right, have a good I don't day. buy that uh, story for a second. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they have to keep it well, again, though, like that. Well, again, she said that she wasn't contacted, so we know that phone call didn't happen either. No, she said so. she was. She said she was contacted by the producers. Oh, okay. Uh, just Sorry. they called. They called to let her know that it was happening, so the big announcement was not going to be like a surprise to her. Gotcha. Gotcha. She looked like she wanted to get that phone call. Such a good listener. Oh, really? Really? Come on, man. Yeah, you're not going to <laughs> uh, you know, I, I have not checked up on the works, the, the workings of, of Linda Blair, and if she's even appearing and working these days. I know she goes to a lot of cons, 
but I cannot see for the life of me that she will not appear in some capacity in any of these movies at all. I, just, I don't buy that for, for a second. But we'll see what happens. Uh, it's a long way to go. I'm, I'm, I'm certain that Gordon Green and co. need to even film uh, Halloween Ends before they get to work on this one. So, um, you know, I'm sure over the next, you know, two-plus years uh, until we see this thing, uh, our podcast uh, continues on for that long, which I hope that it does. I'm sure we will be talking about this on many different occasions over the next two-plus years. So uh, we'll find out. Uh, you know, what happens, and, you know, to our loyal listening audience, we certainly will keep you abreast of all the developments. Because that's what we do here. <laughs> yeah, we do. Be abreast. We love breast and we keep you abreast. We do both. <laughs> <laughs> so moving so, on? Moving on. If you're feeling swimmingly musical, next year... In May, in Seattle, uh, you can get the opportunity uh, to check out the Jaws-themed musical titled Bruce. Oh, no. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, this musical stage play, this musical stage play uh, is going to be based on screenwriter Carl Gottlieb's 1975 memoir, The Jaws Log. And the story of this memoir is uh, the story of a 26-year-old Steven Spielberg uh, setting out uh, to, for the daunting task of trying to film an adaptation of the best-selling Peter Benchley novel, Jaws. Uh, so it's not Jaws as a musical. It's the kind of like the Spielberg making of Jaws as a musical. So uh, this will be going to, to some theater in Seattle uh, in May of 2022. So if that sounds like your thing, it might be time to book your ticket to the Pacific Northwest. Wait, so it's not even oh. just a bad enough thing where it's a Jaws musical. We're talking about it's a making of Jaws musical. So now we're going meta with the behind-the-scenes thing of musical as people sing and dance about the stresses and woes of Steven Spielberg trying to make a giant fish movie. Yes. Shark. The shark is not oh, <laughs> The shark. I, I was, the shark's not working. Uh, oh no! <laughs> what do we need to do? The shark. Oh, the shark's not working. <laughs> well, please let's call him Bruce. <laughs> it's a true. Hey, we call him Bruce. Look, <laughs> there's a kid out on the ice. <laughs> hey, someone left a kid out on the ice. <laughs> Fucking rug, rug rats. <laughs> so there you have it. And also, if this sounds of interest to you in the realm of sharks, currently filming right now is the uh, shark film documentary uh, that is simply titled Shark Exploitation, and this is going to be a genre exploration documentary. Uh, starting all the way back with Roger Corman's 1958 feature, uh, She Gods of Shark Reef, all the way up to the release of Jaws, and then all of the post-Jaws knockoffs. Uh, so if you have been a fan of shark cinema, uh, a documentary uh, with you in mind is currently being crafted uh, with no release date uh, given at this time, uh, but production and filming is underway. And interviews uh, have taken place... Um, 
And uh, if you are of the mind that you want to see a documentary such as this, uh, you will be able to listen or to watch interviews with such famous luminaries uh, such as uh, Roger Corman, who has recently produced uh, Sharktopus and Dino Shark, uh, Piranha director like Joe Dante. Uh, we were just talking about Jaws the Musical and Carl Gottlieb's memoir, uh, interviews uh, with Carl Gottlieb, uh, the director of 47 Meters and four, Down and 47 Meters Down Uncaged, uh, director Johannes Roberts, and uh, Jaws the Revenge cast member Mario Van Peebles, uh, who's always available uh, to take your call. So, uh, Sharks we, we, don't know like how much we don't know how much the ghoul loves that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, call, I'd call Mario Van Peebles just to yell at him about that one, man. So, hey, it bought Michael anyway, um, it did buy Michael Caine a house. And I don't know about you guys, but I saw Jaws the Revenge on pay-per-view and uh, at, at a friend's house. And when you watched the pay-per-view, you saw Jaws the Revenge. And then it was like, stay tuned to see uh, the alternate ending. And uh, in the alternate Whoa. ending, uh, Mario Van Peebles' character uh, popped up to the surface and had survived. Uh, so you got to see like, the twofer. When, when getting no, it, it on, uh, on pay-per-view it that, no, back in the day. That in the, no, that's how the regular movie ends. Okay, so <laughs> in, in the regular movie, Mario Van Peebles survives, and in the alternate survives. ending, the only fucking he does person not, that dies does in that damn movie is the fucking girl on the banana boat. Right. <laughs> so whichever, and the kid, whichever and way Sean, it went, there was Sean an alternate version the where... Yes, he does. Yeah, right. he does. And then the shark roared like a lion. Yeah. That's what sharks so. do. <laughs> so there was a, there was an alternate How crazy is this? people's ending. Do you know that there are what? people in my life, honestly, who I've interacted with multiple times that are like important to either me or my family, and I can't remember their fucking names, but I do remember that Michael and Sean are Chief Brody's children from John, <laughs> even though those names <laughs> never ever enter my fucking zeitgeist on a regular basis. No, why would they? <laughs> I don't know their names. It's the Brody kids. One gets eaten. Like nope. Part four. It's 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 Brody. Michael and Sean. Brody. And it's Lance Brody's. Guest in part four from the Last Starfighter. Yes. Yeah, man. That fucking movie. Yeah, I recently bought a shark movie and uh, I still haven't watched it yet. At least I thought I did. Oh. Look at my magazine. Which, which one was well, it? Looking at my list. There was something recently that, like, released that was made by, uh, or maybe I meant to get it. Yeah, (laughs) damn gummies. Um, Maybe I meant to get it and uh, thought I did, but I I did not. But I could have sworn I I bought a shark movie recently. And, uh, and yeah, nope, not not finding it. So, my bad. I I was going to say something about it, but. Hey, we all get drunk drunk all the time. And any time shark movies have come up uh, in, in, in this program, uh, I, I'm Tara? sure I asked this question. What's that? <laughs> Shinto Tara? Yeah, that classic. Is that, is that the one with, like, the, the love triangle? Yes, with Susan <laughs> yeah. George and the, uh, and the love triangle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Every it's time. I'm like, what was that film we watched that time? Yep. Yes, Good old story. Yeah, yes, you yeah, do I ask do that question every time. 
I think I think at this point the king could have probably answered it for me. I already did. I was like, yeah, it took a terror. <laughs> We've done it so many times. Susan George Classics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving on from the world of sharks, I want to get nom, into nom, the nom. world of werewolves. And I am no next by any stretch of the imagination uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I'm not an expert. Oh. If anybody was uh, confused about whether I was or not, I just want to say that clearly. But apparently, there is a Marvel character uh, called Werewolf by Night. Uh, yep, there this, is. This, this might, okay. Um, from a series of comics in like the 70s. So uh, it's possible there's word kind of rippling around uh, that Werewolf Ooh. by Night might be joining uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. Apparently, <laughs> apparently uh, and I have not watched any of Loki, uh, but apparently uh, Loki, in an episode of Loki, uh, Loki acknowledged the existence of vampires inside of the Marvel Universe, uh, which makes sense. Uh, and it paves the way uh, for Blade uh, to join the party. And given this news, Kevin Smith was participating recently in his uh, podcast, and he was talking about uh, when he was recently uh, writing uh, out a possible uh, series map for an animated Howard the Duck series. And uh, given the freedom that he was afforded at the time, he wanted to dig in and incorporate some of the different Marvel characters from the 70s, including Werewolf by Night. Uh, when he started pitching these ideas to the higher-ups, he was told, uh, you know, some of your ideas are great, but Werewolf by Night is off-limits because uh, he is going to be being used by the movie division. Uh, now, uh, I have uh. since learned that the first showing, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I, uh, I learned that uh, a character called Moon Knight, uh, which is, there's going to be a Moon Knight series on Disney Plus. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel Batman. <laughs> That's called Moon. Well, I, I learned that Moon Knight Iron Man first is also appeared. kind of Marvel's Batman. Yeah, M-O-O-N. Well, yeah well, you're right. Well, Here's, here's a, little, a little interesting tidbit that ties it all together. I've learned that Moon Knight uh, first appeared uh, in a Werewolf by Night number 32 comic uh, in August of 1975. So it's possible uh, the rumor mill says that maybe you might see Werewolf by Night in the Disney Plus Moon Knight series. So if that's the kind of thing that's interesting to you, and I know some of you are Marvel people, uh, you know, if you haven't heard it, you heard it right here from me. So, there you go. Breaking the news. Here's what I know about Werewolf by Night as far as uh, the MCU goes. Uh, yes, there are the, obviously with the, uh, with the Loki series doing this whole big, what we're going into is basically going to be referred to at this point as the multiverse war. Um, yep. Uh, we will be seeing, you know, what we know, Mersha Ali uh, coming in as Blade, so we have our vampires there. 
Moon Knight is coming as well, I am sure. And, you know, Marvel and Disney is chomping at the bit to figure out a way to get Ghost Rider involved as well. Uh, everything that I've heard as far as Werewolf by Night goes is they are thinking of a Disney Plus series for it. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, it's very well possible the character gets introduced in the Moon Knight um, series. But, uh, but yeah, if they're, they're going to give him his own thing, it's not going to be a movie. Chances are it'll end up... Uh, you know, it ends up being a, a D-plus series, and I, I have a feeling with the way they're building storylines and whatnot, I think that we may be finally getting to see uh, some Midnight Suns coming down, man. I think we are going to see a whole little side section of the Marvel Universe, which is going to be part of the MCU, but, you know, still kind of have its own little, its own little niche, which just, just make it adult-oriented. And uh, I mean, yeah, I don't need to see people. Well, I don't, I don't mind. Did you say naked, adult oriented? Make it, make it, make it, make it, make it. Not make it. But I did come into, I came into naked after it. But uh, but yes, no, make <laughs> it. Just came into oriented. naked. Um, you I, came I into naked who? Naked. Yeah, but yeah, I'm right there with I, you. I don't kiss the exact same thing with Midnight Sun. You know, absolutely is. You know, they they might create a, a sub universe. You know like, you know, a dark Marvel universe, if you will. And, yeah, but just put it like, maybe all under the banner of, you know, Midnight Suns. I'll be honest with you. This is Nicholas's cage. It's his way to get into the MCU. Okay, because you Nicholas's can easily cage. plug him in during all this multiverse shit <laughs> as a version of Ghost Rider. More than anything else, what I really want to see, what I want, you know, fully established in the actual MCU because he has unfortunately been in a Marvel property already, but I'd like him to be in a good one, would be Sam Elliott. You know, give us old-style cowboy Sam Elliott as Ghost Rider and uh, yeah. ride again. I yeah. love that movie. Uh, I, I, yeah, it, it was, yeah that, that was like the coolest fucking part of the damn movie, man, is when he fucking lit up and I was like, oh, shit, they went there. That is so fucking badass. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of directions you can go, and I just be fucking old too. Yes, he yeah, is. He yes, he is. Sometimes. He was in the Hulk movie, though. So. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bad that one, part. Eric Banner Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> dog Hulk. I mean, while we have while we have Marvel yeah. on, uh, on on everybody's lips, I guess you know, real quick, we can pop over to the Sony thing, and uh, I mean, I'm Fuck sure yeah, everybody, yeah. except for probably the Dean has seen uh, uh, Spider-Man, jeez. Venom, you know, there will be carnage. Carnage is coming. I love Geller. Oh, no. Oh, cool. Oh, man, man. My bad, that scene. I apologize. See, every time I make an assumption with you, I prove myself wrong. So I do make an ass. You should never make an assumption. Of you and me. Uh, It's true. I just Just think it's fact. Body Piper. I always think I'm right. But anyway, as far as the trailer, went, man, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's a lot of fun, dude. I am so glad they changed that fucking Woody Harrelson wig. Um, oh, you know, the, yeah. oh, the new trailer is showing us, showing us a little bit of carnage. We're going to see what he looks like. You know, it's, it's going to be a CGI fest, um, oh, which yeah. it needs to it's, be. Yeah, you, well, it's got to be. Is why, which it's is why be. you have Andy yeah. Serkis directing it. Um, that's oh, what he does. It's all, you know, it's all about motion capture. That guy, you know fucking sunk his teeth into Hollywood as Gollum. And, you know, he's, he's, he's yep. stayed for a long time now. Uh, yeah, as far as everything else goes, uh, like, you know, like the one thing, 
here's what I'm afraid of. See, I went into the original Venom movie with such low expectations that it exceeded them, and I found myself enjoying it regardless of the overall quality of the movie. Storyline, I think, is, you know, not so great, but Tom Hardy was fantastic. He won me over. I don't know if he can do it again. Is he going to be able to fucking catch Did he catch that lightning in the bottle? Is he going to be able to keep my attention for this movie? I I think yeah, I like I, I understand I I understand where you're coming from. I'm thinking maybe that's possibly why they are expanding the Venom character, if you will, and kind of making it more of a, you know, what I took away from it was more of a Death Note kind of character, of more of that constant, you know, two, two people constantly on there, you know, on the screen at the same time, you know, talking to each other and cracking jokes the entire time. You know, I think Tom Hardy is going to need that. To carry this movie, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, King. What were you going to say? No, I agree. I, I enjoy. I mean, a lot of people online were saying that they didn't like the comedic parts of Venom, but he could be a comedic character at times. And I enjoyed it in the trailer. I kind of needed that a little bit, you know, with him being a little funny. Especially when Carnage first shows up, and he's like, "Oh shoot, it's the red one!" Come on, stop, <laughs> man! Let's get out. <laughs> I need you to come out now. <laughs> <laughs> Or when I he like the, to uh, his ex-wife and he's remarried, and <laughs> then slaps him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like the. Uh, oh, I, I bro- you broke my nose. Oh, let me fix it so I can break it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you come out, I promise I'll let you eat everybody. <laughs> promise. Promise. <laughs> promise. <laughs> Which but again, is Hardy I, I playing like both roles. So he yeah. is doing the voice yeah. of Venom as well as playing, you know, Eddie Brock. So, oh, I didn't know yes. that. And I, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's doing both. And I do like the fact that they did cut down on Cletus Cassidy's hair, you know, and they, they made it a little bit normal compared to the uh, the cut scene that we had in Venom. But I just I like the Ronald McDonald look. <laughs> like an orphan Annie. <laughs> Some kind of open. Yeah, there you go. I'm just kind of, I think that he's capable of doing, you know, that, that character, but a lot of CGI, but I don't know. I was not disappointed. I couldn't wait for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, speaking of that, who, what did you think about Let There Be Carnage? Yeah, they've been on the edge of your seat. The big Marvel guys. I mean, I mean look, it looked cool and everything, but it's just like I have no, um, I have no context, <clears throat> you know. It's not something uh, that I know about. I know there's been a previous Venom, and, and this is this is a continuation. Um, so I hope that the people uh, that saw it are excited and are looking forward to it. But again, like it just, it just I have no, I don't know, I have no, I don't know the origin, I don't know the character, I don't know the story, I don't, I haven't seen any, you know what I mean? So like, it, it, it looked cool, but I, I don't know anything about it. Oh, dude, I didn't realize you hadn't seen the first one, man. Uh, yeah, you should definitely give it, give it a shot, you know. Ju- just, you know, have some fun, um, take some herbage, and just enjoy the movie. Some grindage. <laughs> it is, just, <laughs> just so you know, Dean, it is on the movies anywhere, just in case you were looking for it. Oh. So there you go. All right. No then. excuses now. So uh-huh. to watch Venom. Go to the Polar Forts. Indeed. So what else do you we know have? Wants, but anyway. <laughs> Well, since we were just yeah. talking about this, he's, uh, he's this one himself. trailer, uh, we might as well stick on that theme. And since we know how, how big a fan that Talking Terror is as a whole of 
Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, it only makes sense <laughs> to talk about Army of Thieves. Uh, sure. We saw the release of its yeah. trailer uh, with its tagline, you know, more safes, uh, less zombie. Uh, I don't know if everyone got a chance to check out the Army of Thieves trailer, but uh, if you did, I'd be did, interested yeah. to hear some of the thoughts that you might have about it. Hated it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I'll watch it for the show. <laughs> I won't watch it in my free time. That was, that was I know. Bad. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're going to cover it for the show, man. This looks like a straight up action movie. It doesn't look like there's any horror in it, you know. So hopefully we're well, going to be able to zombies on TV. Well, yeah, <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, but, uh, they were stretch. talking. This film is as not necessarily being uh, a horror film, like a horror film. Uh, you know, nope, yes, in the trailer movie. we see them seeing on TV that apparently the zombie apocalypse is currently happening in the United States. Um, but not necessarily uh, happening where this film is taking place. Now, uh, you know, the character of Peter from Army of mm-hmm. the Dead is the, is the main character here. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I would classify it as an, like an origin story because we don't know, like, his past or, or whatnot, but apparently he is a premier safecracker, and, uh, you know, if this action adventure uh, involves, like, cracking uh, hard-to-crack safes. Like, to me, um, you know, that can lead to some, like, exciting action movie suspense. And if this is uh, happening with the specter of a zombie apocalypse that, like, hasn't reached these shores yet, I feel that it could possibly add, like, an exciting element. Um, You know, given that I, you know, was not at all a, a huge fan of Army of the Dead... Um, I like I said prior. Uh, I do know that it is one of those films that if I was flipping channels and hey, there it was on TV and there's nothing else to do, like I would hang out with it. But I would I don't know that I'm going to go to Netflix and choose to watch it on my own. Uh, I will probably watch this, uh, just like I will probably watch Army of the Dead when the time comes. Uh, Army of the Dead Two when the time comes. So no, did I watch did I watch this trailer and say, oh man, this movie looks awesome? But like I'll probably check it out. It just looks like another Ocean's ripoff is what it looks like, you know, to be honest. You know, so I was like, break. whatever, mm-hmm. I'll take a hard pass on that. Yeah. I like It's like, hey, the zombie apocalypse is happening. Yeah. Go ahead, Joel, I'm sorry. Well, I, I like heist movies, you know what I mean? And, like, that was the yeah. one thing I think, mm-hmm. you know, kind of we all, we had a consensus during the Army of the Dead film. Like, unfortunately, the heist portion of that film really, which was what was promoted as being, like, the main fucking part of that movie, seemed very weak and lackadaisical. At least this time, if they're Mm -hmm. concentrating on the heist itself, and they've got some fun characters, um, you know, obviously the Dieter character was an... And he was one of the better parts of Army of the Dead. Um, You know, I found him to to, to be funny. I liked the character. Uh, I liked the female leads that they have. Uh, Nathalie Emanuel, I think her name is. Um, She was from... Mm -hmm. She's uh, Miss Ende from... Uh, Game of Thrones. Um, the other girl looks like, you know, I think Ruby Ophie or something like that. Very, you know, very, very easy on the eyes. I can't speak to her performances because I have no idea whatever she's been in. But you know what? You, you kind of got me going right there. Um, if they give us a fun cast of characters and they give us a, a, a good heist, um, you know, maybe this will be the Army of the Dead movie that we were expecting 
more of in Army of the Dead, uh, as far as, you know, again, a heist in a world that has the dead roaming around a little bit. Mm. In a world. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> in a world. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, if, if I'm going for, like, a heist movie, again, I'm going to go to the Oceans movies or even uh, the Jason Statham movie, The Bank Job. You know, it was a really great, fun heist movie. I, I just yeah, don't want to see it give any. Yes, <laughs> but I don't want to give any more time and attention to this universe to sit there and, you know, or any ratings in any way, shape, or form so that they will sit there and want to make even more movies in this universe. <laughs> even if I want more. Movies, Eventually, something's going to be good. You know, if maybe here's the thing. Listen, that's how I look at it. No, this is how I honestly look at it. Eventually. Hopefully the franchise is what succeeds. You know, Zack Snyder is the one that's been making the bad movies. So hopefully somebody else will get their fucking hands on the franchise and make something of quality. You know what I mean? He's he has to stop trying to make the movie. He just needs to, you know, throw the shit out on the table. Throw all the toys on the table. Say, hey, throw it on the table. Here you go. Here, guys. Guys, here you go. There you go. Make something. Let somebody make else something. try their hand at this. He made a decent world. I would just like to see somebody else fucking play with it. And someone else behind the camera. Don't let him behind the fucking camera. God damn. <laughs> can't focus for fuck. Get your slow. No slow mo. You know, you know, fucking Army of Thieves <laughs> will probably be two and a half hours long, but, you know, it could have been an hour and a half if you cut the slow motion out of it. Exactly. Are you touching the camera again? Gosh, don't be touching you. We told you you can't be behind the camera anymore. Gosh, guys. I just wanted to look Smack at it. it. No. Smack your hand away. <laughs> hey, this is a good thing. Why don't we cut it? You know? No, man, that's art. That's art. You don't need to focus. You don't need to <laughs> see... What's actually going on in the movie, which is a visual medium. <laughs> no. You just need to know that it's happening in the background, kind of. In the background. It's the theater of the mind. That's how Zach Snyder films in movies. What you don't see is what you actually imagine. So what kind of movie could you come up with just thinking about it? Oh, a better what you think. imagine, man, can't be seen. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna be his Imagine next movie, man. No it's gonna be movie. a, it's gonna be a two and a half hour long movie. Like the king said, it's gonna be called Zack Snyder's Theater of the Mind, and it's gonna be just all completely out of focus. And then it's gonna be up to you <laughs> about what you saw, because <laughs> oh. he's an artist, like you said, cool. <laughs> nah, with a name like that, though, man, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be like a total homage to uh, to Carpenter, you know. Theater of the mind. <laughs> what you don't see. Olympics of the mind. It's like Texas Chainsaw Master, man. You didn't see it. <laughs> That's the sequel. Crazy. Olympics of the mind. <laughs> Ooh, Olympics of the mind. Because we have to do that to entertain the audience. They get it. I have fans. That's right, Jack. You do. You have a lot of fans. No, so really love you. Your mom loves you. <laughs> you make wonderful movies, Zach. <laughs> Can I release the Snyder Cut of Jaws? No, Zach, that was already made. That's already a movie. You can't release a Snyder Cut of something you didn't make. Well, who says I can't? I could make a theater of the mind movie out of it. Like, what if there was no shark? It's just all in your imagination. 
shark was actually a metaphor <laughs> for sex. <gasps> shark exploitation. Fucking bruise in a chips outfit, you know what I mean? I'm good. I'm dead. That's my movie right there, dude. Give me fucking oh, a shark. Yeah. I am good. Pimp slapping hoes on the corner. You girls better have my money. That's right, Shark Daddy. We got your money. That's right. Don't. Fucking Jabber Jaw is a fucking pimp. <laughs> Don't make me stick my teeth in you. You're the king of the ocean, powdering up his teeth and shit. <laughs> Not understanding why the fucking powder's always sticky because it's wet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I told I'm you to get me the good powder. <laughs> No, but then because he's a fish, he's, he's, he's got platform heels with people swimming in them. He's <laughs> 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 got platform heels, but he doesn't have feet. He's going to have that film. Come <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dean, have you got anything else <laughs> other than this? Have I got anything else? We're just getting started here, there, man. Mm-hmm. We're just getting well, started. Well, well, we well, haven't you, even begun. Well, you, well, you got 15, you, guys... you have 15 minutes until we get to this awesome movie of yours. I do. I have, really, we're, we're when when where is there where is it written in a contract of about a certain amount of minutes that need to be dedicated uh, to certain parts of the show? But you that got is a contract. Yo. Oh, you getting all legal on me and shit? So they're talking well, about contracts and, and let's just oh, let's I remember. Got, oh, I, I got to call, let's, I gotta let's call my lawyer. I got to call my yeah, lawyer because we got contract shit going on. <laughs> fucking Scarlett yeah. Johansson, man. Let's also remember that tonight is, tonight is my pick, so it's not like I'm encroaching on anyone else's discussion about their pick. No. So if we You're spend right. more time on news than we do talking about the film... So be it, because tonight is my pick. Now, I would not do that to where I try to limit the possibility of that happening when it comes to someone else's pick. Uh, but tonight is my pick, so let's not forget <laughs> that uh, that fact as well, okay? He's only going to leave us 30 minutes to talk about the movie. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Let's not forget that you needed all your time to talk about He-Man at the start of the show, which we also graciously let you do. That I, I, I thank you, sir. I thank you profusely. Right? So, like, don't <laughs> yeah. forget that Passion. those two and a half minutes that you took are very valuable minutes here talking there. <laughs> of course, sir. Moving on. All right. Where, where are we? Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. I, I have no idea. It's, it's your list. <laughs> yes. So, J.J. Uh, Abrams and his bad robot production company uh, had... Uh, sold to HBO a kind of shining origin series involving the Overlook Hotel uh, and HBO ordered this to series and it was simply going to be called Overlook but and this was going to be for HBO Max uh, I don't know what the reasoning behind it was but HBO has hit the brakes and has pulled out of the Overlook business and 
uh, if this project continues to go forward, it will not be happening uh, at HBO Max. Now, uh, there wow. is word that J.J. Abrams is hmm. now out there shopping this uh, to other services, and Deadline uh, was reporting uh, that it, it's very well possible that Netflix is going to, like, like everything else, like Netflix will be getting involved in the Overlook business. But I wouldn't be looking forward uh, to Overlook on HBO Max any any time uh, ever. But uh, that does not mean that this project is dead in the water. So uh, as more news about that uh, pops up here and there, I'm sure uh, that with my with my with my ace reporting, I will, I will keep you all in up to date in Overlook news. If, if I could ask you guys, because I saw that King put this on the fucking terror page. Um, this is pretty much like for, for, from what we've seen now, this is the first time someone's pulling out of a Stephen King project in a long time. Um, you think maybe like people are done jumping on the Stephen King bandwagon? or In, in your opinion, guys, you think maybe people just weren't digging this project? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that was. Well, like. I think HBO Max is... That's a... You know, that's a that's an interesting question and we know that, you know, Stephen King and all of his works are so are so beloved and we also know that so many of them in different formats uh are being brought to the big screen, to the small screen, uh and so on. Now, uh as far as people, like I'm sure when it comes to this though, I'm not sure. I I'm not sure about anything, people. but I would imagine that uh it's not a huge assortment of people that are making the call on this at HBO Max. This was an HBO decision to just not have this property. So right. I, there, no reason was given, but uh, they maybe just decided it wasn't for them. Maybe they decided that it wasn't of quality. Like Who, who knows? But I don't know that that's anything to, to speak of as far as, um, you know, whether or not people are over the volume of Stephen King stuff, because this is something that hasn't seen an audience yet. You know, if they got this to series, like in, you know, all these streaming services don't talk to really about the amount of streams they're getting uh, unless they have, you know, a gajillion streams. Uh, you know, if Overlook came to HBO Max and, you know, the first season was put on HBO Max and then they decided, hey, we're not having a second season, like, all that's telling you right there that people didn't watch it. Otherwise, they'd have a, a second season. So um, who knows why HBO Max decided not to, to move on. I mean, that's my... Um, my theory, anyway. Okay. Um, uh, and you're sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. That's right. Good job. Our ace reporter. Yes. So what's oh, that's just a money thing. Yeah. It normally what? is. I mean, you know, I mean, what, that they didn't want to plunk, they didn't want to put the money in, into the into making the series? You know, I think uh, for, like mm. you said, you know, there's a, they're not releasing the, the numbers uh, on a lot of shit that is uh, right. is being watched. How how many subscriptions do they have, and so forth and so forth. Um, you know, I, I question a lot of the success uh, of these streaming services. I mean, this is something we've uh, we've discussed, you know, at, at length many a time. And uh, I think mm-hmm. HBO Max, especially being that they 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 got into the deal that they did that, you know, brings them to DC properties and stuff like that. And we've, we've got a ton of movies that are, we're seeing all over the place now 
issues coming up with these theatrical releases that are also hitting streaming at the same time. Obviously, you know, the, the current one on everybody's you know, mind is the, the Black Widow movie, um, <laughs> you know, with Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit uh, involved with that. So uh, I'm wondering if this is a matter of some of these companies now, you know, maybe having to make decisions like shit, you know, if this property isn't going to actually, you know, if it's not going to bring us new subscribers, then is it really worth putting the money into it to actually, you know, to, to, to put it forward? Yeah, yeah right, then, exactly. Uh, it's like, yeah. because, you know, Castle Rock, you know, got canceled in season two, I believe it was, and now this one's getting yeah. turned down. So now, you know, turning it over to you, King, you know, the big Stephen King fan, it's like, you know, what do you think here, man? Well, like I said, it's just, I think it's the fact that HBO Max probably saw what J.J. Abrams bought from the table, and they just said, you know what, probably just not good. You know, it's not something that they felt would fit in their, their programming, which could be true. I mean, it's going to be a, a kind of an origin story of the Overlook. It's not Jack Torrance. It's not the classic Overlook as we know it. So they probably thought it would be better somewhere else. So Netflix could very easily pick it up. But it's interesting, <clears throat> cool that you talked about Scarlett Johansson, because Emma Stone is doing the exact same thing about uh, Cruella. Cruella. What? Yeah, really? So she's joining in the fight. Yep. 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 She decided she's joining in on the lawsuit bandwagon and saying, you know what? I think I deserve more money for uh, Cruella. So Scarlett's right. I'm right. We need to get that money. Wow. Like. What the fuck? I mean, I can't speak happen. for Emma Stone. I, I haven't looked into into that one as much. Um, as far as, you know, Scarlett Johansson goes... I, uh, you know, I don't necessarily fully agree with with the suit. I mean, you know, she believes that, mm-hmm. that she lost out on money based on the fact that they didn't release it, you know, specifically to theaters only. Um, you know, right. with, with the, the notion being that she would have made more money on the back end based on what the mm-hmm. movie's box office is. That being said, you know, they did pay her extra money counting the Disney Plus premiere access uh, fees that got assessed to it. You know, everybody right. that watched it on Disney Plus, me included, you know, paid an extra 30 bucks, you know, on top of our Disney Plus subscriptions in order to watch really? that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know they were doing that. Yeah, you got to pay extra. So, that's, that's, oh, so then, yeah, yeah so you're that's, paying admission like you would be going to theaters. And more so, depending on, obviously, how many... If I'm sitting here by myself, that's me paying a $30 movie ticket. Now, granted, I have access to that movie throughout the entire window that it's available on Premier Access. Unlike if I go to a movie theater and go watch the movie, you know, if I want to see it again, I'm obviously going to have to pay admission again to go see said right. movie. Um, but I think between the pandemic, between the box office that you see on everything else, the idea that they can turn around and say, well, by our calculations, it's going, it would have made more. I mean, I think that's just kind of like, you know, like it's just, it's silly. We're not seeing anything else make super amounts of money. I have an idea. You want to see that movie make more box office? Maybe make a better fucking movie. Maybe make the movie that, you know, every single fucking Black Widow fan 
me being one of them included, wanted to fucking see, which, you know, considering how right. many movies did we have to hear Scarlett Johansson talk about having fucking, you know, red on her ledger. I got red on my ledger. I got red on my ledger, red on my ledger. <laughs> you know, yeah, I killed so many people because I'm fucking Scarlet Witch. I'm so badass. But I'm sorry. I didn't know that your fucking movie was going to be an action family rom-com with no deaths. Why don't you give us the fucking red on the ledger that you're fucking talking about? You know, all those other movies. I'm sorry, but you know what? Ooh. Jennifer Lawrence put out a fucking movie called Red, red, Sparrow, red Sparrow. And that fucking movie was yeah. the goddamn Excellent. Black Widow movie that we should have got. That movie fucking owns. Okay, see, because I, I, I thought this movie was supposed to be... See, because that's why I was confused. I, from the trailer, I was thinking this movie was going to be a hardcore fucking origin movie like La Femme Nikita, you know, if you will. You know, along, along those lines, too. <laughs> Nothing of the sort. And while, I, you know, watching it the second time around, you know, I found, you know, the movie to be a little more enjoyable with my expectations, you know, set to what the movie was going to give me. It is not what you're thinking it is. It's not what most of us wanted it to be. So maybe that's the reason why you're not making as much money as you want. But considering that Disney did actually give her extra money based off of those, you know, I think it was, what, another $60 million that they made off of the $30 premiere yeah. access? You know, I love that all the fucking mm-hmm. news reports on it are all like, oh, Scarlett Johansson, because, you know, Disney released it on Disney+. Plus. Like, all they say is Disney+. Plus. How about you make sure to keep mentioning that in order to watch it on Disney+, Plus, you've got to pay an additional $30 fucking dollars. That's what they get on, on top of that, it's like, why are they taking her to the charity case, man? It's like, you know, she's not hurt for money, and she's an actress that got paid for the gig to begin with. That's your job. You show up, okay? And you decided, as you know, when you sit there and sign the contract, from what you told me, Ghoul, you know, one of her things was she signed willingly, you know, that her deal was, okay, I want so much of the ticket sales. When, so, you, like yes. you said, we're in a pandemic situation, what do you expect ticket sales to be <laughs> like? Well, and again, here's where I will say this. I know that there were talks that were in place between her and Disney and – from what her party is saying, those negotiations never got completed. Um, mm. But, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Because those, those, those are the things. If Disney breached her contract, then, yes, they obviously owe her money. But, you know, the, the, the way everything keeps getting worded is, you know, this, this whole notion that the movie was going to make more money if it was in the theater. And, I mean, that's just that's not a given. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. It depends on who votes, you know. Yeah, that's a variable that you can't control. Uh, all my, all my desire to go see Black Widow in the end, I didn't. It didn't get me to the movie theater, and that was probably, yeah. you know, the, the one movie that had the best chance of doing it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Instead, uh, I paid uh, the thirty yeah. bucks. <laughs> cool. Nice, yeah. nice discussion, guys. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. So, Dean, uh, what else do you have? So much Sorry, if I can just cut into it real quick, because I, th- I think it is something that we don't didn't mention. The other thing that is getting bantered around with it, and I think it's important to say, otherwise we're being dickheads. We're making it all about the money. Uh, the other thing that's getting discussed here, too, is that this is like a, a, a misogyny thing, um, because Disney oh. supposedly mm-hmm. hasn't done this to any of the men's properties, uh, specifically Shang-Chi, which is releasing next month, I believe it is. 
you know, as of yes, right now, is, yeah. that is still going to be a straight theatrical only project. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that goes, too, I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that this is a woman, you know, a, a women, woman-based movie. I think that that also has a lot to do with the fact that this movie was already over a year in delay. So Absolutely. I think they had to make a decision based on, you know, what they have going on. And, you know, look, no matter what, they're still paying people. They still got fucking money out there. So, I don't know. It's shitty. I just want good fucking Marvel movies. That's what I want, man. Give me that, and I'm a happy camper. Yeah, I agree. Yep, there we go. All right, so, team most, yeah. So, the season three premiere of the successful Shudder Creepshow series has been announced, and that will be coming to us on September 23rd of this year, such as in previous seasons. This will consist of six episodes, each of which will feature two different segments. Uh, This premiere was announced at a Comic-Con at Home panel uh, featuring Greg Nicotero and uh, director Rusty Cundiff. Uh, who is going to be directing one of the segments, or has directed one of the segments called Mums. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the season three of Creepshow will feature such performers as Michael Rooker, uh, James Reamer, uh, Ethan Embry, and more. And just a brief, fun shout-out to Rush Pundit, uh directing uh, the Mum segment, uh, the writer and director and star of uh, one of my favorite uh, mockumentaries, uh, Fear of a Black Hat, uh, starring uh, the, the famous rap group NWH, uh, and uh, Rusty Cundiff starred as uh, leader of that group, uh, Ice Cold. I remember that movie. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, far superior uh, to the Chris Rock uh, rap uh, mockumentary CB4, uh, which was more successful Ooh. with a wider audience, but... If you have not seen Fear of a Black Hat, uh, (laughs) Fear of a Black Hat is just absolutely hilarious. Uh, So uh, good to see Rusty Cundiff still around. I think Fear of a Black Hat came out in the early 90s, maybe 1992, maybe 1993, uh, somewhere around there. Related related to Dean Cundy? Uh, 1993. No, Cundy. Cundy with the F of Oh, sorry. They also did yeah. Tales from the Hood with uh, with Darren Scott on my favorite movie. Yes, he was involved in in, uh, in Tales of in Tales from the Hood. But if you have not seen uh, Fear of a Black Hat, uh, it is currently on Tubi uh, for free, and it is also on the free um, the free section of the Peacock app. But it's I fucking love it. I think it's just fucking great, <laughs> and. Um, you know, <laughs> you haven't had a chance to see it. I, I highly suggest it if you're looking for a good laugh. Uh, but anyway, that's what's going on with Creep Show 3, September 23rd, uh, which, uh, like previous seasons, will uh, have the final uh, final segment uh, coming right in the run-up to, to Halloween. So uh, Creep Show steaming along with season three. Um, you know, one of these days I will watch season two. Uh, but I will I will vow to do that before the premiere date of season three. So before season three, I will I will I will watch season two of, of Creepshow. 
and and I will I will I will proudly make that claim come September. Mm-hmm. Now, Pete, uh, you said that, uh, a while back that they filmed season three back to back with season two, right? During pandemic, yeah, did, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So I thought in season two they're really smart about how they did their stories and keeping cast minimal and keeping stories minimal. Um, so, you know, yeah. you expect yeah. pretty much the same kind of vibe with season three, you know, you personally? I'm hoping because I like season two better than season one. I felt like season two really got its running, you know, really kind of – it felt what it was and got it, you know, better than season one. So I'm really kind of hoping for season two to just be exact same. I know Joe Lynch is also one of the directors, you know, former episode, Nights of Bad Aspen. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes up with. So we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, I'm a fan. So we'll see when it premieres. Cool. All right, man. All right. So do you like have? So uh, I have previously talked about um, how Universal uh, was developing a film about uh, Dracula's lackey, Renfield, uh, that they were saying was going to be a very violent uh, comedy exploring the life of of Dracula's lackey. And I'm here to tell you that uh, Nicholas Holt uh, from Mad Max Fury Fury Road has been cast uh, in the lead role of Renfield. So, so Universal has their Renfield, uh, but there's still no word on when this feature will be going into production. Um, as I said, when we talked about the announcement of this feature, it sounds like fun to me, and uh, hopefully that will remain to be the case, and uh, we'll talk more about it uh, when the time comes. And, uh, you know, because I don't want anyone to start panicking about the clock, um, I want to say that the directors Woo! of the upcoming the directors of the upcoming Scream film, uh, Matt Bettinelli Open and uh, Tyler Gillett, uh, have announced that their upcoming Scream film, which comes on January 14th of 2022, uh, will certainly be rated R. Uh, they said that it's going to be mm-hmm. packed with Easter eggs and callbacks to the other four films in the series. Uh, They're also saying that this film is a love letter uh, to Wes Craven, and also it's going to be packed with references to other horror movies, uh, same as the previous entries in the series. Uh, So there's some more updated news on the upcoming uh, Scream, uh, the fifth Scream film, which simply is titled Scream. Uh, And then with other uh, properties that continue to carry on, uh, Evil Dead Rise, which is currently filming in New Zealand, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the production has announced that uh, Evil Dead Rise also uh, will be having uh, several Easter eggs uh, with this film as well. And uh, a reminder that you'll get a chance to see this on HBO Max. And uh, at this time, there is no uh, release, de- release date uh, announced for that one. And... Uh, as I continue to just pound through these, uh, you know, final notes. It's cool. Take your uh, time, man. Have. It's cool. <laughs> um, Stranger Things 4, finally a little bit of more news. Um, and the news mm-hmm. for Stranger Things Season 4 is that uh, the the release date of the fourth, fourth season, apparently, 
is going to be announced, and I quote, quite soon. Uh, producer uh, Sean <laughs> Levy has said that, uh, you know, this upcoming season uh, has been filming in Georgia, Lithuania, and New Mexico. Uh, he said what? that season four, he said that season four uh, is going to be sprawling, both visually and narratively ambitious. And he said that it is coming soon enough, uh, and you can look forward to the release date announcement quite soon. Uh, so that's what's been going on in the world of season four. 2023. Dude, by the t- man, yeah, by the time it comes out, man, like everyone's going to be adults. <laughs> All the kids are going to show up at the premiere. Well, They're going to be like 30. You know, <laughs> that was, well, that was one of the things from season three. If you look at what uh, the performers look like at the start of season three to what they look like at the end of season yeah. three, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. And that's the chance you take if you have a show based on kid characters where you have uh, yeah. so much lag time between the seasons. Now, uh, season one and season sure. two, there was only a year gap, but there was a much longer gap between season two and season three. Uh, so, which, uh, when yeah, very sure. which is the bonus the of kind of series that's a period piece because at least you can explain the kids aging yeah. by just yeah. fast forwarding shit by a number of years. Yes, absolutely that's true. Absolutely. Now, uh, I guess that is a good place for us to end uh, this segment of news on this year's Talking Terror program uh, on this night of Wednesday, where we broadcast all of our hopes and dreams of the heart. Uh, <laughs> as we do. Hopes so let's get into a slice of fried berry. Directed by Ryan Kruger. It's a thing. All right, so Dean, you have the floor. This is your pick. Yes. Uh, thank you, uh, King of Horror. It is my pick. And You're welcome. That pick is, oh, oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, that pick is uh, the film uh, Fried Barry uh, from 2020 and a Shutter exclusive uh, directed by Ryan Kruger and uh, told to us that it's a Ryan Kruger thing. Um, interesting mm-hmm. uh, way to put it. Um, but uh, when we meet Barry, he appears to be uh, like a low-life uh, drug user, um, not on the up and up in his relationship, uh, maybe on the abusive side. And, uh, you know, after another night of debauchery, uh, he seemingly is abducted by aliens who then, uh, you know, take over Barry's body and take him on a, on a wild ride of, uh, you know, sex, drugs, and violence uh, through Cape Town. Um, I mean, loosely... Uh, that is kind of uh, like what it's about. I, I just recently learned that this was uh, based upon a short film uh, of the same name, which um, at film festivals around the world had many official selections as well as uh, many festival wins, but I have not seen the short film. But this is the feature version, uh, and that is the loose uh, description of Bride Barry by Ryan Kruger. So what did you think of him, my man? So, um, I kind of liked Fried Barry, uh, and it actually, uh, based on the description that I had read or the blurb that I saw about it that had me add to my list, uh, it was kind of different than I thought it was going to be. Um, what I was hoping for was 
this film to kind of from from the abduction moving forward to however the abduction was resolved i was expecting it to be like you know balls to the wall like relentless uh you know not letting up um you know over 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 its story and everything that happens to Barry as he's under the control of the aliens. Um, what I found like in an interesting way was kind of like a like a, a look at, at some of the kind of weird corners of our society and what those might look like to an alien uh, who landed on Earth. Um, but I, I I feel like there's a lot to, to think about and discuss with this film. And I, I, I certainly enjoyed my time uh, watching Fried Berry. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Dean. Cool. What did you think about Fried Berry? Uh, yeah, listen, you know what? When this movie started, uh, I'm not going to lie. This was one of those where, you know, the ghoul girl rolled her eyes, lasted all of about 10, maybe 12 minutes before wanting to, to get out of the room and, and go do, do something Getting else. out of the room. Um, doing you know, something I, else. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, she, she, was, she was out. Uh, I, you know, I, I got her to last long enough to at least see the, uh, the double probe scene where, uh, you know, where, where our, our, our namesake Barry, you know, takes it, takes it you know, fucking finger cuff style, um, to which at that point she rolled her eyes and walked. She rolled her eyes and walked out of the room. She was done. Um, amazed by it, but done. Uh, for me, anyway, though, just, just as a quick sum, summation for me as far as the film goes, this film at the very beginning, I was like, great. This is going to be another one of those fucking weird movies that the Dean picks. Again, you know, might give me a chuckle hey. or two, but for the most part, I'm going to be like, fuck. Uh, you know what, Dean? Thank you. You know what? Because similar to you, I ended up finding this to actually be kind of a fun movie. Um, I really wish I had enjoyed a nice THC gummy or two prior to watching it, uh, especially considering how psychedelic the film does get. Uh, I felt very much like this was E.T. meets Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where, like you said, an alien is getting an experience of what life is like, you know, on Earth. In particularly, though, unfortunately, Cape Town, uh, South Africa, which is, you know, a, a, a hotbed of all kinds of chaos and trouble. So, so, yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm on the fence with this one. It's one that I might end up watching again at another time, just, just to put a quick smile on my face and then pass out to it. Hmm. All right, uh, Monkey, what do you think about Five Barrett? Yeah, okay, uh, Dean, I know I was fucking all for a month, but then you sit there and fucking nail me with this shit as soon as I get back. It's like, honestly, this fucking movie, all right, um, yeah, pretty much we're going to sit there, like, my synopsis is we're going to sit there and take one of my favorite fucking science fiction movies of all time, Starman, all right, and mix it with an extended, 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 extended fucking cut of Smack My Bitch Up, My Prodigy, for a fucking hour and a half. That's what this fucking yeah. movie is. Is <laughs> taking this and running it through that shit. Like, I was... You say that like it's a bad thing. Well, I wish I had some gummies for this thing. Alright, um... The movie, the first 15 minutes, like you said, started off, and I was like, oh, this is one of those movies where we're going to sit there and go for extreme, abusive, 
fucking content in your fucking eyes just to do extreme abusive content throughout the entire fucking movie. Uh, fortunately, it tamed itself down, like, after about half an hour, and I started to enjoy the ride. But, like, the honestly, like, the... <laughs> And we're going to get into it, but, like, the first 15 minutes are fucking an assault on your eyes and senses, and I was like, oh, this is what we're fucking in for. for fortunately, they dialed it back, and, yeah, the, after that, like, I actually started to see, like, I was starting to en- enjoy parts of it, but I'm not sure if I was 100% enjoying it or just, one like, more satisfied that I wasn't getting that total onslaught that I got at the very beginning of the film. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, again, also, there's a lot of racial shit that's going on in there as well, because, again, it's South African, and I wasn't sure how I felt about that as well, you know. But, again, we'll sit there, take it with a grain of salt, and throw it back to 70s humor. It's like, it was definitely an up-and-down ride, but, yeah, definitely a fucked up kind of thing. I was watching with Ian, and Ian was like, I feel like I'm just watching really bad fucking music videos this entire time. And then I put in his fucking little bitch up, he goes, yep, that's it. That, that's what this whole movie is, that fucking video. <laughs> so, King, what did you think of this classic? Um, yeah, when I, I actually started to promote this movie a little bit on the fucking bear page, because I like the concept. I thought it could be fun. You know, it's an alien in a, in a body, but the guy's a junkie. You know, you, you could expect something fun and maybe a little bit of violent, a little bit uh, creative. But a lot of these times in these movies, we always say this could be better as a short. And I agree. But unfortunately, Fred Barry was already a short. So we can't go back. Yeah. We can't, you know, say it could be better as a short. This movie, it just, it should stay a short. Because this movie is nothing but montages of an alien in human body uh, going around Cape Town and experiencing the world. And that's okay. But it seems like Ryan Kruger watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He watched E.T. He watched Extro. He watched um, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, Starman, and said, you know what? I like all this. I want to put it into a movie. So he rolled it all into this kind of big-ass mud pie. And he went, do you guys like it? And as a parent... You take that pie, and you're like, mmm, this is really good. Oh, it's tasty. But meanwhile, you're just <laughs> like, what, where, where, is, where is the story? And that's the problem I have with Fried Bear. There's no fucking story here. It's a guy that's a junkie that gets brought into space a la uh, fire in the sky, and gets penetrated and dropped back down onto Cape Town as an alien. And he fucks a lot, he does a lot of drugs, and then he fucking goes away. Like, there's just, there was no story. There was just nothing here. It was just music video montages, a la Prodigy, a la Tool, a la, you know, Nine Inch Nails. I just, I yeah. wanted a story, and I got nothing for an hour and 30. I got montages of things happening to Barry. That was in my notes. Barry goes here. Barry does drugs. Barry has sex. Barry goes home. Barry fucks again. Like, that, it just, there was just nothing here. Like, I just, it's a good short. It's a good 30 minutes short, but as an hour and a half feature, Ryan Kruger, I think he knew he didn't have anything. So he just made montages out of the entire movie. And that's what really just disappointed me, because I wanted this movie to be good, and it just wasn't. Can I, can I are, are you done, King? Can I give you a quick yeah, opinion? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I'm okay, done. cool. 
No, because like you said, with the montages, I'm thinking maybe this would have worked better as a miniseries where, like you said, I, I felt the same way of the random montages throughout the entire thing without a connecting thread. But if they had maybe done this as like a six-episode miniseries where, you know, this episode, this thing happens, this episode, you know, this thing happens, you know, right. I think that would have fl- flowed a lot better than the, the you know, all the scenes that were sitting there shoved into our face and trying to sit there and come together as a continuing story instead of we just take it as the random adventures of our alien Barry. And I think if they had done this as yeah. a miniseries, that would have worked a lot better. And, I can actually uh, fix short. that. I can fi- mm-hmm. Well, one, I could see where this movie works real well as a short. Um, as far as you saying yeah. a miniseries, yeah. I can actually fix this film right there going by what you're saying without actually having to make it a miniseries. Just make it so that the <laughs> alien jumps bodies because then you can have them experiencing yeah. different oh. things throughout the course of the film. Um, yeah, I know there's no storyline per se, right? As far as verbal dialogue and, and, and whatnot, I mean, we get, woo! Right. Um, I mean, obviously he loves <laughs> Ric Flair, <laughs> but, you know, besides that, I think what you have to look at when you're looking at, maybe I'm reaching here, you know, but I think what you have to look at for the storyline, you have to look at this as a fish out of water. It's an alien movie, not a bad I tried. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I tried, yeah. not humanity, you know, and that's right. the thing. So, right. yeah, it is. It's a lot of montage. It's a lot of music and chaos and, and all of that. But, yeah, for so, like I said, maybe it's just from all the, the drug-fueled TV and movies I've watched over the years and have enjoyed mm-hmm. greatly. But, yeah, sure, I, I, just uh, I, I was right able there, to just accept uh, it. Real quick, Wool, uh, you, you mentioned these drug-fueled uh, films and uh, TV shows that you watched, but, like, what about... Uh, the era of time where, in different ways, uh, you and me both uh, both have had uh, nights reminiscent to some of the experiences that Barry has had. Oh, you know, easily. You know, I've definitely been there many a time, man. And, uh, and yeah, that, that goes without saying, you know. I'm looking at it from the entertainment perspective, but, yeah, when I look at it from the perspective of, like, just familiarity, yeah, I've been there. I've been Barry. Um you know, maybe not yeah. to what I, Barry's vices are, but you know, been been in that mindset. Yeah, and like you said, the whole fish out of water thing, like it, it takes a while for that to really you know kick in, and for you to just enjoy the ride of you know Barry just being thrown into all these situations, you know, and not knowing literally what the fuck is going on, you know, and. It, it takes a while for for that edge to just slope down to where you can just enjoy the ride. But then, what, like you said, you know, once you do, then it's funny as hell. You know, there are some you know scenes that are just funny as fucking shit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will the actor that plays him, Gary, whatever his name is, Gary Gray or something like that, he's fantastic. I mean, the guy, he looks yeah. like like he stepped off of like a Viking ship or you know out of a cave mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, you know, he, he definitely has that uh, that monkey appearance going on. I mean, yeah, I if, if he's like he a cousin was, of Iggy Pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was like uh-huh. if Iggy Pop, Jim Carrey, and Peter Weller had a kid together, that would be fucking Fred Barry. Except he's kind of jacked. You know what I mean? Like, I know he seems like he's real thin, 
but when you looked at the guy's arms and you looked at his back and so his shoulders, he actually had some like heavy duty muscle tone going on. That's what I'm saying, man. Like he popped. <laughs> because Iggy Pop is nothing but yeah, fucking muscle. But, but, you know, that's all fucking heroin muscle, man. Yeah. <laughs> Iggy Pop is like that fucking guy on that TV show that all you saw was, like, the muscle through. The, like, I used to think that was Richard Simmons, but it's not. It was some other dude, man. He, like, make you eat yeah, fucking talking about Mr. Goodbody. Like yeah, Mr. Mr. Goodbody on the, the electric Indeed. company. <laughs> yeah. Electric yeah, company. He, he <laughs> He definitely, yeah, the actor playing Gary was definitely a highlight. It's just another one of those things where it's like it's not really even a horror movie. Like I couldn't find the horror in this. I was like, if I owned a video store and I have Fried Barry and I need to put it in a section, I'd be like, ah, maybe sci-fi or maybe like independent because it's very art house. It's like he 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 wanted to be like David Lynch in a lot of ways and and create these weird things going on when Barry's walking around in the club and taking drugs and fighting off the guy's dick in the bathroom. Like, you know, just weird amalgamations of impregnation. Like, I, I keep going back to that. <laughs> well, and, I, and, and I actually <laughs> had that in my notes, Andy, was, you know... scene on the wall I, in the background with full penetration. Yeah. No, but I had that in my notes, though, King, is I'm surprised you weren't like more more happy with this film just because of how much you love David Lynch and I was definitely getting David Lynch vibes off of this so I was just so thrown off that you did not enjoy this movie because I felt like he cribbed it I felt like he just kind of wanted to be like David Lynch and create some weird shit and it just it didn't work like it just it was just he goes from point A to point A to point A but like, you know just goes around like he just there's no real point and like the girl had said it's a fish out of water so this is obviously what an alien would do I get that but it just, there was just no cohesion to it. It was just like, okay, now he's over here. You know, now he's having sex in this woman's house. And, woo, and then he just leaves. And then he goes and finds a hooker and then fucks the baby in her. And then she gets left to that baby. And she's awesome. like, what the fuck? And he's like, yep. <laughs> that scene was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Like, Hell, yeah, it you know, was. <laughs> it's just, you know. He, 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 like, you know, obviously he didn't finish with the first chick, you know, because she, she, she got hers and she was like, all right, get the fuck out, without even yeah, letting yeah, finish. Whether he finished or not, uh, don't forget, she took, a, she took a condom out, the first one. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but he wasn't all, you know, all, you know, like he was with this, the hooker, you know, because he well, was like, you know. Because he was raw dog. He didn't know what he was doing yet. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have a condom on, so it felt better. So he was raw dogging it when he started that. <laughs> it felt a lot better, so he could shoot his black cup in the room so he could get birth. See, but at the same time, though, it's like, you know, when he was in the club and then the one dude sat there and was asking him into the stall, I thought he sucked him off, though. And be, that's when we find out that his cum has got this weird-ass fucking acid in it because you see his face covered in this, the, the fucking black cum of his. And it was burning into his skin, so I thought he sucked Barry off in the bathroom, and it ended up all over his face, burning into his skin. Maybe. Yeah. I'm Possible. burning, I'm burning, <laughs> I'm burning for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that, it's like the highlight scene of the movie is when that woman gets birth, and all of a sudden she's like, "Who's that baby?" He's like, "I don't know." It's you now. <laughs> it, came, it came out of me, but it's not mine. That whole sequence is like, you know, it was easy to see what they did, how they did, and all that kind of stuff. 
but still, it was just an awesome effect scene. Really, really bloody cool. I, like, I just really, really enjoyed it. You know, the, the fact that he fucking came and literally within nine seconds was nine months, you know, <laughs> of pregnancy. Yeah. It was so fucking Right cool. away, there, there it is. And, and it's a normal human baby until we find out later that it's actually not, that it's actually a, a big battery, <laughs> you know, but it's a, a big old uh, man baby, <laughs> as we find out. But, again, we, we find his wife finding him in the street and bringing him home, but not before he cures somebody of a heart attack. And the guys are like, oh, thank you so much. And they're like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, you know, i got to get out of here. Like, you know, I don't know what you're trying to do. But so we see that the alien has those capabilities of, of aliens in movies where they could help you and stuff like that. But, you know, Fried Barry, as he is, doesn't really know what to do with his power because he encounters another person who got stabbed, and he just gives him headphones. And the way he dies. You know, it's selective. You know, of what he can do, you know, with particular powers, you know, and helping people. And you can see he could change TV stations with his eyes, you know. I mean, but, but it's just so weird that he, he has powers, but then he doesn't know what to do with them. And, and I don't well, know. The kid was Again, stabbed. Just the guy was stabbed. He was bleeding out. I think he's got powers that have something to do with, obviously, electricity. You know what I mean? Which is why he could stop and mm-hmm. start that Maybe. other guy's heart. The heart attack thing. Kick stop the yes. heart. Yeah, and plus you, what, what better what better thing to sit there and give a time, man, than fat beats by Dre, man? I mean, what better thing to do? <laughs> but, hey, hey, here you go, kid. You know, but, but again, it's like like the ghoul said. You know, we're talking about Cape Town. You know, one of the shadiest fucking places in the entire world. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's just we get to see like some really good stuff. But we get to see some really really bad stuff. It's like you know, again, go. fish, fish. fish <laughs> it's, not time, it's not Madripoor. It's not You're you're thinking it's Madripoor. It it's is, not Madripoor. It is Madripoor. <laughs> it's just real life Madripoor. <laughs> it seemed yeah, like it did. It, it. Out. <laughs> you know, and and for some reason, women find him irresistible. You know, like the the scene of him in the grocery store with his wife and the, the cashier is like licking the bottle and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that like, was awesome, man. Okay. <laughs> This, this guy who fucking looks like the scum of the earth and all these women are like, hey, I want to fuck him. Like, okay, fine. You know, it's there. <laughs> you know, his wife's on the checkout line, you know, obviously happy because she's getting banged left and right. Don't want another brother, do you? Grabbing that condom. I was like, good man. You know, <laughs> good. <laughs> you know? But, you know, it, it's him also being good to the kid, which Barry wasn't, you know, feeding the kid and all of a sudden she's like, oh, you changed for the better. Great. But, for some reason, I guess all the fucking that he was doing with her just caused him to have convulsions, and she had to bring him to the hospital. <laughs> what else am I going to do with him? But it didn't work too well, because then he runs out and then has a GTA wasted moment where they have the camera lifting up, showing him lying in the street. And I was like, okay, wasted. Just laying <laughs> in the street. But luckily, his two friends that do a lot of drugs pick him up, and they're like, yeah, that's all right, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, try a little bit of this. You feel better. Well, you didn't just get drugs, man. For free. A little. <laughs> well, especially because you had the one chick that was in there in the club hooking up with shit, and then he sat there and took the whole fucking bag of X in there in the fucking club. Said, what oh, the yeah, fuck? he's just not the whole thing. And I love that the when he goes into one bar and the guy's like, "That's not how you're gonna get pussy. That's not how you can get pussy, man. You're not gonna get pussy working like that." Then he goes in the other room. We're and not gonna guys, get the you know, pussy like that, that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks into the room and he sees another guy blowing another guy, and he's like, "What?" Wow, <laughs> it's crazy. Get the fuck out of here, man. You can't be doing that. 
<laughs> this is the third time this week. Get the fuck out of my bar. <laughs> and no, no sucky sucky. <laughs> nope, no sucky sucky. No sucky sucky. <laughs> second time, second we're time. Just a ja- we're just a Jamaican bakery. <laughs> There's drugs in the brownies, man. Oh no, we're just Dutch. We're Dutch Happy bakers, you. man. Now put your clothes on, white boy. Happy. <laughs> uh, better movie. <laughs> no. um, it's just the, the whole thing of, of him, you know, leaving the the area where he did the drugs with his two friends, and after he gives the headphones to the guy that's dying. Then he gets, he meets like three street toughs, and they're like, hey, man, you know, why don't you give us your shit? He's, he's just standing there, then gets his ass kicked, and then he tries to do like the fucking fourth push to like get to the guy's heart. It doesn't work. And they used the he wrong just, music. Just laid out. They needed to use the <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> or, or the duel of the fate. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But Mm-mm. again, this is the problem I had is because that happens, and then he gets dragged away, and he wakes up, and there's a little girl, and there's a crazy guy that has a whole fucking room full of kids that he has kidnapped and he's keeping hostage. And I was like, what is this movie? Like, why no, are we here? Like, why you, is this another subplot okay. in this movie that we don't need? It, 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 well, that's the thing. If you actually paid attention to the news in the background of the movie, <laughs> there is a scene okay. in, in which you, you hear them say there's been 18 kids missing yeah and yeah and the, yeah, yeah the goals the goals right here okay and that's them I'm sure so they're I'm trying not it. yeah no, and, no. and again this is where i think this would have worked as mini series because again now we're sitting there jumping into a human trafficking story Okay. Again, no, no, no concisive, you know, plot line throughout the entire fucking movie, and now we're jumping into a different plot line. Where now we're going to talk about human trafficking. Okay. Yeah, Granted, it just happens. Yeah. Storyline now. I, I'm so not arguing that. I'm, I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, I'm no. enjoy, as a, by this point, I'm enjoying the small little adventures that are going on in the movie. All right. But right. I wish okay. there's a little bit of cohesion between them. Okay, so now exactly. we're into like yes. yeah, okay, yeah, which is which is why I'm saying if it had been done as a miniseries, and you know now he wakes up here, and this is the storyline for this week is we're gonna do human trafficking. This would have done much better. Okay, right. as opposed to them trying yeah, to mash no. all this shit into an hour and a half. Okay, but I yeah, but that. we get in, but we do get into this thing, you know, and yeah. Um, despite anything else, we get a fucking chainsaw battle, man. We get a fucking chainsaw battle. <laughs> but do we, though? It's, it's so lazy, that whole chainsaw fight. Because the, the guy that, that's trapping all these kids, he puts on, like, the, the police helmet, and he's chasing after this girl and Barry and chasing up and down, you know, the steps. And he has a chainsaw, and they have a very brief fight between the two where Barry gets the upper hand, and then he saws at him. Again, I want to see some fucking gore in this movie. I want to see guts. I want to see intestines. You know, I'm supposed to be watching a horror movie. Like, show me some gore. You know, get me there. This was a perfect chance to do that, and they kind of wasted it because he, he kills him, and there's just a little bit of blood on Barry and a little bit of blood a on A little bit. Chest, and then he's dead. Yeah, his whole fucking he's, – he's covered head to toe in fucking blood, man. It was not Evil Dead quality to me. Like, <laughs> give me some Evil Dead blood. 
You know, give me some real fucking evisceration with that chainsaw. It was very so light on the gore. I was disappointed. I wanted more, you know, I, but again, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Doug. Uh, in that, in that sequence, especially when we saw all the rest of uh, the captives, uh, when yeah. uh, the one girl was fussing with the key, uh, I was kind of hoping mm-hmm. that once she got that cage open, we would see uh, all of those captives just kind of fucking get in there and, and tear that dude apart. That's kind of what I was hoping. Oh, for. that would be fucking so cool, dude. Yes, indeed. <laughs> What the fucking save? Yes. Why didn't they do that? Listen to the dean, everybody. That would have been fucking cool. Really, she was opening the key. I kind of was like, oh, man, this is, this is what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, it happened so in the horror movie. Which is what we thought we were watching. <laughs> yes. Which, again, though, is how going. we were to take... Take the film, like I said, if we were switching from body to body, this could have all been done as a right. horror film because he could have, the alien could have ended up being in this trafficker's body. So he would have been the oh, one yeah. to have kidnapped the kids. And then, therefore, when they do rip him apart and kill him, it's just him moving on to the next body again, you know? So, so it gives you a, yeah. an out yep. as far as moving him from character to character. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think we need to get in touch with Kruger here, and, uh, and let's get working on Fried Barry too. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or I don't know about fr- that. Or Fried what Barry the the theory. theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah fried, you know, fried Barry the series would have been great. But no, after he kills the human trafficker, or that, the police show or if up. Or if, if it was a series, would it be Fried Barry's? Ooh, Fried Barry's. <laughs> <laughs> two Fried, two Barry. Oh, there we go. Barry. <laughs> Barry, Barry adrift. Electric Barry Lou. <laughs> yeah. Electric Barry Lou. Yeah. I'm going to break it on to Electric Barry you. Barry you. <laughs> We're going to get you higher. Fried Barry. <laughs> Very Fried green berries. <laughs> I would love to see that him opening up his own shop somewhere. You know? <laughs> yep, started to settle down in the south. Open up my own. How shop. about we just take the actor that played Barry and just like superimpose him in other films, a la Kung Pao? <laughs> that might be kind of Ooh, fun. Put him right in Casablanca or Titanic. So cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We could do it. No dialogue ever. Titanic. Do you trust me? I trust you, Barry. (laughs) He's a fucking holder over the fucking edge and then fucking drops her because he's fucking stoned. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're my only girl. (laughs) You're my only girl. But, yeah, following all that, he gets arrested by the cops who think that he's a human trafficker. And because they don't know his identity, they stick him in the fucking remake of One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, where he's put into a fucking mental hospital where you have a guy talking to him, and he goes, oh, right, it's my friend Martini. Yep, Martini, you know, he don't eat for a while. And he guys, shut up about that. I was like, okay, the guy's name is fucking Martini, and he looks like Danny DeVito. Like, can we just call it out? <laughs> you are really trying to rip off One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Is it is it the sandwich man? 
Is it the sandwich? <laughs> With the onion? I don't know, but I need to finish sandwiches, man. Those are good onion sandwiches, man. <laughs> I, want, I want my fried, I want my onion sandwiches. <laughs> oh, so we don't geez. even get enough time for anything to happen because all of a sudden now we're in an escape mode. Well, all of a sudden the guy was like, oh, we got to escape now, Ronald. Like, Ronald all of a sudden is leading us to escape out of the hospital. And I was like, okay, all right, now we're done. Okay, this is the next montage. So this is the next Friday montage where we're escaping from the mental hospital montage. where Ronald thinks that the baton is a machine gun. Even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> it's a montage. Well, Friday is not tells, a montage. Barry, go outside, <laughs> go outside Barry, and you got to meet with Lawrence because Lawrence is the guy that's going to be the getaway driver and tell him that Ronald couldn't get away. Ronald no, but meanwhile, you know, but, while, but while you're working your way out of all this, though, you've got our boys in there, there picking everyone off with this M16 and shit like that. You know, we're actually, actually moving. For some, for some reason, toilet paper flowing through the wind like a bad 1980s music video, you know. As <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> they very casually lead Ronald and Martini away back to their cell. Like, all right, guys. Like, that was fun, but you guys got to go back to yourself now. Where, where's John Doe? We John Doe, you know. No, but yeah, but no, then John we sit there and go. No, but that's what. No, but this is when we go full on fear and loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, we do. Where it's like clearly like okay, now we're going to our next montage, which is fear and loathing in Las Vegas, where we're in the convertible, the you know the Great White Shark, and we have Lawrence, you know, giving Fried Barry drugs again. This will make you feel better. Okay, well, no, I don't think he needs more drugs, but okay. But, you know, the green screen explosions and running in the convertible. I was like, all right. But, again, Ryan Kruger, uh, he had a lot of great ideas, but it's just it was too much. Like, it's just rolling it up into a ball and giving it to you and saying, here it is. Like, it's, it's too much. You always need more drugs. That's just it. It seems so. <laughs> Especially when you're in a convertible driving down the avenue. <laughs> because then you sit there and you <laughs> got to have the bad shit behind. Like, then you're in a bad Brawl Zombie video. <laughs> Dude, what's that? Doing Dragula. Dude, through the ditches and burn through the witches. Wrong video, Rob Zombie. You're on the monsters now. Oh, that's right. Hey, Hermit, get over here. We're in show park now. We're blind, not, we're not going to talk gouge. about that. <laughs> I got also vibes of, like, uh... Freaking uh, natural born killers. Um, yeah. No, oh yeah. Even yeah. A, a little bit of Pulp Fiction there. You know what I mean? Like, look, the guy is definitely borrowing from from places. A lot of stuff. I think. But yeah. he's throwing it all at once. Like he's just like you know, it's like you know, reaching that fucking cum shot where he's just giving it all to you at once. They all right, man. Calm down. Like cum gave it all to the hooker. Time. To the hooker, man. He gave it all to the hooker. <laughs> Oh, he did, which he eventually did meets it. again I after did it all the whole montage. No, and and you bring up a good point, King. Is like I, that's a really good fucking point, man. Is he is using all the cum shots of so many different directors and so many different styles, man. It's like because then there's the one scene earlier in the movie where he was, you know, just stand still and being zoomed through the city and shit like that, and I felt like it was, you know, straight up from the fucking beach, you know, and then, yeah. like yeah. you said, it, you know, in the, in the car, you know, Rob, Rob Zombie and all that kind of shit, it's like, he's stealing all of the cum shots from 
so many other directors and then throwing them into this movie. And it's just an onslaught yeah, to the sense. You've got to stop. You can't steal cum shots. This is not good. No. Uh, Come up with your own, man. Be, be, hey, it's just be original. Come up with your <laughs> own, own shit, own, man. Dude. Come up with your own cum, dude. Like, you know, we want your, we want the Ryan Kruger come shot. We don't want Quentin Tarantino well, and everybody else that came before well, we you come shot. Well, we kind of did. She had a fucking baby come launching out of a, a hooker. But again, well, extra. We never saw extra. Yeah, we covered extra oh, on the yeah, show. No, and that had a full-grown man crawling out of a woman's stomach. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we covered extra and that happened in extra. So, yeah, that's why I said at the beginning, he just, he cribbed from extra with the whole birth thing, but, you know, it's, you know, and, and star man with a fish out of water, and it's just, I don't know. It's, again, you know, following this guy around. The fish alien fucks hookers, man. It's my kind of alien. Yeah, just, and it's fine, you know, but at the same time, after this whole uh, fried fear and loathing homage, you see Barry seeing his wife talking to a bunch of street urchins, and he drives off before she can talk to him. So he eventually runs into the pimp, talking to the woman he impregnated earlier, and he hits him with a pipe, but it collapses to the ground because obviously this body is not going to make it. <laughs> it's, he's ran it too hard into the ground, and this body is, is, is getting to the point where it looks like E.T. from E.T., when E.T. is laying in the mm-hmm. fucking laboratory. It's all white and crinkled and just disgusting looking. And he's seeing <laughs> I'll be right here. <laughs> Instead, Gary gets to see his man-child adult son running around. Hey, look at this. Look at this one. Oh, all right. So we're here now. We're back looking at his adult son. They want to slip it. Milky, Milky, No. Oh, you want milky? All right. Yeah. Oh, God, no. No, no. But, but I liked it, though, because it was dippy soldiers, okay, because I was talking about, you know, you doing a dippy egg. Okay, which is an English thing, <laughs> you know. But he was like, but he was like, fuck the dippy egg. I want the monkey milk, you know. <laughs> and he was like, no, I want monkey yeah. milk. So she pulls out a what the fuck? and he starts sucking on the titty. What the fuck is a dippy egg? Because I thought it was something else entirely. It looked like he was dipping French fries into something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. The okay. So the soldiers and the egg. Okay, is when you sit there and have. The you know your French fries or your chips, okay, and mm-hmm. then you dip them in the dippy egg, and yeah. that's what that is. And dippy egg what is, the a fuck is a soft dippy egg. egg. I'm telling it's you, a it's a soft egg. boiled. It's a soft boiled egg that you crack along. Yeah. The, you put it in a you put it in a special holder, and then you crack the top of the egg, and then mm-hmm. the egg is soft inside, and then you dip your fries in the actual egg. It's fucking delicious, dude. <laughs> I fucking love it. Gotcha. So I was thinking yeah. like egg and nest. Never had it when she first said it, I was thinking it was like egg in a nest, where you take the bread, you fry it, you pull out the middle, you throw the egg in the middle of the oh no, the bread, no. and then you no 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 all it is you know just a soft boiled egg inside an eggshell, but it's pretty much the equivalent of you have a fried egg and then you sit there and dip uh, French fries in the in the yolk. Yeah, you like dippy egg? I mean, I know I have. I mean, I love it. I'm the best breakfast thing you've ever had. You need to try it, dude. We told you how to make it. Dude, that's so much work. I'm lucky enough to fucking, like I said, man. You know, we've gone through, it requires cooking. 
in the morning, which you know, I don't want to do. You know, like 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 we've already heard the Dean's fucking gigantic practice of making a fucking cup of coffee. I literally have a thing that like puts out a cup of it. You know, so I'm good. He has a Dean French press. Yeah, I, I made French. Yeah. I made French toast press. today. I have a you know, pour over. You know what? You know what time I made fucking French toast today? I made French toast at like noon. That's when I finally made breakfast. Thank you, <laughs> Did you make actual French toast, or do you have, like, pre-made frozen French toast? No, I made actual (laughs) French toast in a pan. (laughs) Fucking bowl of egg, cinnamon, cinnamon sugar, and all kinds of shit. I grew up fucking poor shit. We had breakfast for dinner, okay? So it could be at any time. There's no fucking time limit on breakfast. And and then when you also uh, make the French, French toast and shit like that, when you got the egg dip, sit there and put uh, a splash of vanilla and then do a splash Ooh, of yep. almond extract. No, and then a splash there of almond go. extract as well. And then mm-hmm. it's really fucking good. Mm. It's fantastic. I highly recommend that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've, yeah, yeah, I've, I've done it for the king when he, he like, spent the night. And yeah, he fucking oh. loses his shit. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. It's fucking amazing. I was like, I'm not hungover anymore. <laughs> <laughs> one more. That I never <laughs> have to worry about. So. No, you don't. You know, not seeing me in boxes anymore at your house. Awesome. <laughs> Again, pro- pro- props to you, Gould. That is so fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, so we got a so we got a motherfucker dying. You know, again, like fucking Starman. <laughs> you know, I got a fucking kit to you know the, the extraction point. You know, because shit's going south, and it's going south really fucking quick. So south that the yeah. motherfucker fucking died. Et dies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right, Andre the Giant. Et fucking dies. <laughs> he fucking straight up died. <laughs> and then and we then have the guy of the white. <laughs> Et dies. <laughs> so, sorry, Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Barry dies and goes to the Black Lodge, and he's a little dancing man. And then he sees himself, and then he comes back. Again! And after that... Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, I know. Monkey, I'm with you. He just fucking cribbed off of David Lynch. He just ripped it off and said that's his own thing. It's the fucking the Black Watch. I got it. I put it in my notes. I was like, oh, now he's attacking the Black Watch. That's fine. <clears throat> but no, it's, it's not all a thing, because Barry wakes up. I don't know what the wife, Black Watch is, so... It's a twin. It's a twin. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a Twin Peaks thing. You wouldn't get it. God. Yeah. No. <laughs> Why are it's a Twin Peaks thing. Is a, a man from another world. He's a little uh, small you, person that dances. And, uh, yeah, there we go. He gets it. Um, nice job, so yeah, Barry wakes up from this lodge. Yeah, I know. I'm very proud of him right now. But, yeah, Barry wakes up from the lodge, and he gets taken away by his wife and, and the hooker that he knocked up. Uh, and they rush him towards the street where Barry was first abducted by the UFO, and we see it flying through the sky, ready to pick up Barry as he is just no longer the shell of himself. And he gets picked up. And, of course, the, the, the woman and Barry's wife go, hey, you want to go for a beer? That's fine. Yeah, let's go. All right. Yeah, we've had an adventure. We can talk about it. Yeah. But then you hear a scream as Barry, in his original body, crosses to the ground. And they turn around. Oh, and yeah. that's the end of the movie. So Shit, now did what? Barry survive that drop? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but... He, but that body is back where it needs to be. Um, no, well, I like I the idea probably, of thinking of Barry as surviving that because um, he could. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not it, just, it just leaves it leaves so many questions, uh, especially given <laughs> uh, you know his alien baby and his hooker. 
and his and his and uh, I don't know his wife or or a significant other. Like it just like there's just so many questions if he's alive. Like what happens now? So I like to think that he survived. Big ass I think that if he was around. gonna be gone. I think that if he was going to be gone, he would have just been snuffed up and would have been gone. But the fact that they spit him back down, uh, I think, tells me that, that he's alive. Yeah. Oh, he's going to have to deal with the repercussions yeah. of everything that occurred with him as an alien. Um, yeah. Which, you know, includes the pimp and, and, and everybody else that, he, uh, that, that he's had issues with. So. And you had the moments throughout the movie where you had that internal struggle of Barry maybe trying to fight his way out of the psyche of the alien and trying to take control of the body. So now he finally no, has the body 100% back. Yeah, that would have been nice if they had shown that, but it, it never happened. It was just the alien completely piloting you know, this, this human pile. Person, which is no, Barry. we got those no. flashes. No, you, no, you Barry, had those like, moments of the helmet in the water. Yes, I know. Be, 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 it just didn't work for that, me. Like, just yeah. Don't you get it? It was a metaphor, man. Before, he was like drowning that. inside of himself. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the, only, the 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 one thing I did like was was when he got abducted because that was so fire in the sky, and I fucking yeah. love that movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. But oh, yeah. that, uh, of the Travis yeah. Walton abduction sequences, I was like, oh, fuck, that's scary as hell. And they actually nailed it yeah. for this one. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's scary shit in that movie. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, so a, that's a fucking hardcore sci-fi movie, man. <laughs> that's, that's right. Dean, yeah. I'm so, just, just to interject, because I know we're getting at the end here. We've only got a couple minutes left. Yeah. I just wanted to say, that, that, that's what, the, what I meant to say was the uh, explanation for that show that, that we've been watching, Outer Banks. It's the Goonies meets Dawson's Creek. That's what it is. My bad. There you go. Oh, so, okay, there we go. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, so glad that, that, I'm so glad that popped that's, into your head just now, because it's well, really not going to change like my plans Creek, for later so at all. You should watch it. <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs> I didn't. That's not what I was referring to. I love that show. That's fine. But, you know, uh, Monkey, you are back. So next week it is your pick. What do you have for us? What are you yeah. watching next week? All right. So, you know me, fellas. I either, right. take it into che- right. I, I either take it into cheesy gore or monster effects. Or I take us on a trip to the Wayback Machine. And this time, we are hopping into the DeLorean and going way fucking back to 1935. That's right. Next week's <laughs> pick will be presented to you in Monochromavision. Why is that? Because we are going to complete the Ghoul's Universal Monsters trading card set. He has them all, except for one. And the, and the missing card from the trading card set is the Bride of Frankenstein. So cool, Ooh, we're doing this right. for you, baby. We are doing this for you, man. Hey. We're gonna fucking finish that training card set, man. <laughs> I, I own it. I, I have it. I haven't watched it yet, so I am, uh, you know, I, I got it with those other when I got all the old movies in that set that I bought that one time. So I've yet to see it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking at it right in front of me, right here. The bride, of <laughs> right in front of mine. Now, yes. here's a question, Sweet. though, real quick, too, because you know what? As co-hosts here, we just got to get these things worked out. Uh, obviously, we do this stuff off the air normally, but for the audience members, we do want to know. So if Monkey is going next week, King, do you have the following week after that? I do, yes. 
Okay. The just, following just, week are you guys just swapping weeks? You're just, just mixing it up, or, or what are we doing? That is correct, yep. I told the monkey he could have my pick, you know, so he's taking my slot, and I'm taking the week next. Okay, gotcha. And, and then no more rotation. Yeah, then no more rotation. Then it will go to me, then. Yeah. Or no, or, or then does it go to you? No, it goes to you, Google. Okay. I just get We're going to get back to the movie. Yeah. I know when I know what my movie's going to be. I just need to figure out when I'm delivering that shit. <laughs> I already know ah. mine too, and it's going to be a better one. So, I already have mine picked out. So, I'll announce it next week on the show as we always do. But all right, you know, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you Dean. We'll see you back here next week for Bride of Frankenstein. Yay. I'm so excited I can hardly sit still. I know you can. It's going to be fun going to be a lot of fun. All right. So, Monkey, you're back. Welcome back. We missed you. Yes. We can't wait to see you back here next week for your pick of Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. And thanks, uh, fellas, for having me back, lads. It's great to be back with my horror family. And thank all of you at home for listening and letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Mwah! All right. And, Ghoul, do you have anything you want to say as we close out this episode? <laughs> always wear, always wear a condom. <laughs> it makes me laugh every fucking time. Yeah, you know what? Avoid fucking Barry's trying to put their black sticky jizz up in you, man. It, 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 it's just a recipe for instant impregnation that baby. and delivery. Um, so if you want to keep your old uh, your old Victrola down below her in good shape, then, uh, then yeah, you know, don't, don't do that. Wear a condom. Safe sex, everybody. Otherwise, stay scared. Got the job. Pull out and pray. Like, uh, you know what? I, I've been a proponent of pull out and pray for years, and, and you know what? It's, it's worked in my favor for the most part, so. For the most says part. The guy who has, says the guy who's got a few kids. <laughs> Hey, just a pair, my friend. Well, <laughs> like I said, for the most yeah, part. So. <laughs> <laughs> and as for me, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening to this episode where the monkey is back. We're all back. The full horseman of the apocalypse of podcast is back. Yes! So we meet for Bride of Frankenstein, Keep America Strong, watch horror movies, hail yourselves, hail odorous, hail Satan. We'll see you next time. Shut up. Yeah.